Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Warning. Guests of the Roy Green Show may experience the truth, being in the hot seat, and in some cases, crying. The Roy Green Show continues on the Chorus Radio Network. Later this hour, we'll be speaking with uh, Dr. Matthias Bert from uh, Germany. He's the surgeon who has now operated on three Canadian pancreatic cancer patients who refused the nanonife surgery in Canada. Um, and uh, from what I understand, and we certainly talked to uh, Mayor Hector McMillan, things are going well with the nanonife surgery. So we'll talk to the surgeon about that. Going to spend the most of the hour, though, speaking about the now clearly confrontational situation between the Prime Minister of Canada, Justin Trudeau, and the Premier of Saskatchewan, Brad Wall. And we saw that last night. If you watch the news conference following the day-long meetings over the carbon tax and the Prime Minister's declared pan-Canadian climate plan, you saw the friction between Premier Wall and, um, and the Prime Minister. Although the Premier seemed to me to be just laying out his position calmly. Prime Minister seemed like he was ready to do one of his parliamentary question period elbows up moments. So we're going to talk about that, and I'm going to play back for you part of the interview of last weekend with Premier Wall as he spoke about going to Ottawa and committed to not signing on to the carbon tax, whereas Manitoba hasn't either, and British Columbia was close. I want to tell you, though, just as a reminder, there are about 2,400 coal-fired power stations, either under construction or being planned around the world now to create electricity. And when it comes to the carbon tax, don't forget in 2014, the Australian government abolished its carbon tax. And on the Australian government website, abolishing the carbon tax will lower costs for Australian businesses and ease costs of living pressure for households. So they got rid of it because it was harming their national economy and people in the province of Ontario. So after meeting between the meeting between uh, the Prime Minister, the Premiers, and First Nations chiefs in Ottawa on the Pan-Canadian Climate Plan, which focused essentially on the carbon tax, Mr. Trudeau didn't secure either Manitoba's signing on or Saskatchewan. Now, the Prime Minister also had to bend to the will and the demands of B.C. Premier Christy Clark, who came out of the meeting to tell national media she would not be able to sign on to the plan if the federal government didn't provide what she said was fairness for British Columbia and energy-producing western provinces. And literally within minutes, the Trudeau government capitulated to Premier Clark because they could not afford to have Manitoba, Saskatchewan, and B.C. not signing on. That would have been a colossal embarrassment and a complete failure for Trudeau. So the Prime Minister bit the bullet and gave Premier Clark what she wanted in return for her signature. As I said, the exchanges between the Prime Minister and Premier Wall were testy, with the Premier telling Trudeau his plan made no sense. 
and suggested the prime minister not be naive after Trudeau said U.S. Vice President Joe Biden had told Trudeau he should carry the fight for climate change after the Obama administration exits the White House. Um, Premier Wall is also calling on Mr. Trudeau to release an unredacted version of a secret memo which was prepared for the federal government and which states a national carbon tax will, quote, cascade throughout the economy and prices would increase most for goods that make intensive use of carbon-based energy, pretty much everything you use. So last weekend, I played back two parts of an interview I recorded with Premier Wall on Friday morning. Let me now play back for you part one of that interview, which dealt with the carbon tax, the Premier's objections to it, and the fact that he told us he would not sign on at the conference which took place yesterday. Have a listen. Mr. Premier, you served notice that Saskatchewan will not sign Mr. Trudeau's eventual pan-Canadian climate plan. Is it your sense the Prime Minister already has decided what that plan will be and what Premiers may wish to discuss next Friday with the Prime Minister at the conference will receive essentially short shrift from the federal government? Well, I'm not sure that what, uh, you know, I'm not sure as to what is actually left to discuss. So, yeah, that's a concern. It has been since the Prime Minister rose in his place in the House of Commons and made a surprise and unilateral announcement, even as the environment ministers were meeting in Montreal, ostensibly to, to work up some recommendations for meaningful discussion at the meeting that you've just referenced that's occurring in Ottawa between the Prime Minister and the Premiers. It was, uh, it was it sort of precluded, at least much of the substance of what I thought we might be talking about was, I think, precluded by the, uh, by the uh, Prime Minister's unilateral announcement. And since then, we've seen announcements... Um, at Marrakesh from the Minister of the Environment, um, we've, uh, about coal in particular. Uh, we've been able to negotiate an equivalency agreement to, to extend the life of our coal fleet to some extent. We're appreciative of that, but I think there's just a concern about the unilateral nature of this. So the second full meeting of the Premier and the uh, Premiers and the Prime Minister dedicated to this one issue that seems to have all been pre-decided by the federal government. Meanwhile, we have real issues, uh, uh, very important issues as well in healthcare, and of course, the economy. So, um, and I'm, I'm not sure what will be achieved at the meeting, but I do know that we will not be signing on to any plan that uh, stipulates a nationally imposed carbon tax. Premier Wall, uh, when we talked a few weeks ago, you weren't pleased with Mr. Trudeau announcing the national carbon tax without having performed even a cursory economic impact study of such a tax. In the interim, France has decided it is going to be dropping its carbon tax, and we know that in 2014, Australia did away with its carbon tax because it was damaging not only the national economy, but also damaging business and individual families. True. Moreover, I mean, I had a chance to meet with the the ambassador from Japan to Canada and asked them, did he believe his country would uh, would have a carbon tax anytime soon? He did not believe so. And of course, we've seen since the election of the new president, uh, elect but there, there's going to, there wasn't really a chance of being a carbon tax stateside even with uh with uh, hillary clinton's uh, potential can- uh, presidency there most assuredly won't be one now so i would say to my fellow premiers and the prime minister name me another of canada's major trading partners that is pricing carbon there's some talk about regional potential cap and trade in china but we it'll be hard to know exactly what you know it'll be hard to know what the price is there will be any uh, on carbon, what it actually might be, but 
there isn't the, the the answer to the question is it's rhetorical the answer is there isn't one and so we're going to go it alone uh and we're going to have it be you know a, a 50 dollar a ton uh, carbon tax right across the country uh, even though our largest trading partner and our biggest competitor for investment uh is the united states now with respect to the economic impact assessment, Roy, I think it's worth pointing out that the federal government, through some FOIs, has been demonstrated to have done asked at least a few questions about it, uh, including some internal polls that the PMO didn't want to release to the public. But in this FOI, it came out that Canadians actually don't support this in the majority of all of the options to deal with climate change. This is not by any means the most popular one. It's one of the least popular ones. Moreover, we know the federal government admits in the work they've done with the provinces at the working tables on this issue, they admit something that they call, the economists benignly call, carbon leakage. Carbon leakage is when jobs move from a jurisdiction that has a carbon tax to one that does not. So uh, what they call carbon leakage represents significant uh, pressures and, frankly, potential job loss in agriculture in Saskatchewan, in mining in Saskatchewan, in oil and gas in Saskatchewan. And so whether it's revenue neutral or not, as the federal government likes to say, is moot if, in fact, people have lost their jobs because investments is, are going stateside uh, rather than here in Canada. And that's why we, one of the reasons we won't be signing on. Another important reason to not sign on to a carbon tax is they haven't been demonstrated to work. <laughs> not only are other countries moving away from them, but the only carbon tax, the model tax that's pointed to by the federal government that we've had in Canada since 2008 and I think about $30 a ton now, uh, has, uh, has not resulted in emission reductions. Emissions are up in British Columbia. And some might say, well, that's because their economy's gone up or the GDP's increased. Well, remember that Paris is not about carbon intensity. Paris, the, the accord is about emissions, absolute emissions reductions. And it's not happening in British Columbia. In fact, the federal government forecasts emissions to increase dramatically in uh, British Columbia, uh, through to uh, 2030 so it, you know and they have a carbon tax so this is another reason why we won't be signing on to a carbon tax at the meeting in Ottawa. Mr. Premier knowing all of this and uh, the other premiers would have this information clearly what do you expect from your fellow premiers next Friday attending that meeting in in Ottawa will they fall in line with Mr. Trudeau and single you out as a national problem? Yeah, cue the skunk at the garden party memes, I think, in the next uh, next week when the meeting begins. There will not be any other uh, uh, provinces supporting Saskatchewan's position, at least not that we're aware of. Um, I think there are provinces that are, in principle, concerned about jurisdictional infringement, uh, or at least jurisdictional creep, because it's true that the federal government and the provinces both share jurisdiction when it comes to the environment. But not enough for any to not sign this pan-Canadian agreement, which has been the, the heart of it, the pricing of carbon, the taxing of carbon, has been decided by the federal government unilaterally. But uh, I think the, uh, uh, they're concerned about that unilateralism, but not enough that would stop them from signing, I don't think. I mean, I guess that could change in the next number of days, but I think we'll be the only ones. And uh, it's not a position we'd like to be in, frankly. Um, we've said pretty clearly, Roy, that we're not trying to be obstructionist when it comes to the fight against climate change. We're simply pointing out that if Canada is even successful in hitting its targets, uh, that would be represent a 30% reduction of 1.6% of global emissions. Meanwhile, there's 2,400 coal plants on the books are being built around the world. And I guess our point is that we've been so myopically focused on a tax 
on a price on carbon that would maybe impact 1.6% of global emissions that we've missed a huge opportunity for Canada to lead in an international uh, effort to find technologies that will, like we are doing in, in, at Boundary Dam 3 and Esteban, that will ensure that coal can be burned two times cleaner than natural gas, for example. To me, that's, that's, actual, that's technological mitigation. That's actually doing something about the problem. It's not pricing it or capping it and trading it and moving it around. Uh, and, and again, being focused on the 1.6% of global emissions that Canada is responsible for. It just, it just doesn't make sense. And so it'll be maybe a lonely meeting, but uh, we're, uh, we're bracing ourselves for that. <laughs> the skunk at the garden party, I like that. Uh, Premier Wall, Canadians who support your view may do so uh, online with the Saskatchewan Party petition, and it's saskparty.com forward slash carbon tax. Premier, thank you so much. Right. Thank you, sir. So there's the interview with uh, Premier Brad Wall that we aired last weekend. And so yesterday, Mr. Wall did not sign on to the pan-Canadian climate plan of Justin Trudeau, as uh, did not Brian Pallister, the uh, Premier of Manitoba. And it was nip and tuck about Christy Clark, whether or not the British Columbia Premier would sign on until she received the concessions that she demanded. And that is that the province would be able to determine in 2020 whether or not what um, what Ontario and Quebec and other provinces are paying is fair uh, compared to what BC is paying. And BC would be the determinant, but uh, make the determination. But now the federal government is saying, no, 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 we will make the determination, not Christy Clark and not the uh, British Columbia government. So there's more to come. So Ottawa is going to slash its carbon, and they're calling it a clean century growth plan. And that includes uh, power lines between the provinces. The prime minister talked about that, electric cars. And this is the part that bothers me. Well, the whole thing bothers me. But because we can't afford a carbon tax, and there's no, there's no financial impact statement. But if the credits, if all the Canadian efforts and all the, the money the Canadian taxpayers will have to pay to support this, and show me the hundreds of thousands of jobs that are going to be created. Show me. Show me the jobs that have been created so far. But if Canada's effort falls short, what are we going to do? We're going to buy international credits, carbon credits. And that includes buying carbon credits from China. Now, there's a, a real issue of fraud when it comes to cap and trade. Because you take, you, take, you take other countries at their word and corporations at their word on, because you can't, you know, they talk about uh, a tax on, uh, on uh, a, a, a ton of, of carbon, right? You can't weigh a gas. You, you, you can't put gas on a scale and weigh it until you got a ton. So it's essentially you take, you take, you take their word. And international police organizations like Interpol have warned about fraud. Anyway, it, we're going to see Saskatchewan going to court against the, the federal government. It'll be Brad Clark against Justin Trudeau and Justin Trudeau's army because, you know, the entire environmental lobby is going to be coming down as hard as they can on, 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 on I said Brad Clark, Brad Wall. They're going to come down as hard as they can on Brad Wall, on the Premier of Saskatchewan. So I'm asking you at 1-800-263-2428. 1-800-263-2428. I'll ask you to take sides. 
Whose side are you on? Are you on the side of the uh, of Premier Wall or are you on the side of the Prime Minister, Justin Trudeau? If you go to at the Roy Green Show on Twitter, you'll see there's been a tremendous amount of activity on that question. So 1-800-263-2428 in this fight over the carbon tax. Are you on the side of the Premier of Saskatchewan, Brad Wall, or on the side of the Prime Minister of Canada, Justin Trudeau? 1-800-263-2428. I know I'm not supposed to ask you to take sides, but I am. 1-800-263-2428. Wall or Trudeau, your comments, your decision when we come back.